welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. We lift our voice to you. You deserve all the worship. You deserve all the praise. Let your presence feel this place. Let our strength be renewed. Let us come into new encounters with you. Let us hear your voice. And Jesus, let us behold your glory so that we will be changed into the very image of who you are. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name. Hallelujah. Church, have you said God bless you? Welcome to the service tonight. We trust that God's presence and His Spirit will brood over this place and tabernacle here and cause us to come into newness with Him. Last Wednesday, I laid a foundation on Recreated. It's online. You could check the website ph.kingsword.org and you could listen over again. Tonight, my heart desire is that towards the end of this service or in the course of this service, that what I've seen and the depth of what, what God has revealed to me, you will come into that consciousness and even greater and even greater. The revelation and the freedom. When Jesus is revealed, he sets us free. He sets us free. That's why when an angel appears, you hear things like, Fear not. Because he brings peace. So when we see Jesus, we are free. We are free. Man is tripart, his body, his soul, and his spirit. And these, these parts of man exist within a dimension. So you can see a man that has a body that exists within a dimension. And then you can see the expression of the soulish man that exists within another dimension. And then you can see the spirit man that exists in another dimension. So when things are created, they're made up of certain materials. And these materials sometimes, they determine the strength, the weight, the texture, the look and feel, the color of the thing that is created. Something is as strong because of the material that is used in creating it. Something is as weak because of the material that is used in creating it. Something has the color it has because of the material that is used in creating it. It has the shape because some materials you can shape them easily than others. You can. So that's which is created if we want to have a better description or measure of what was created. It will, we, will do, we, will, um, we will not do justice if we just go by 
um, the outward look of the material or of the of the substance or that thing that was created. So if we really want to do justice to a design and do justice to um, the quality of something that was created, what do we do? We put it to test. We put it to test. I was watching a documentary some time ago um, where they were making glass and at, at, it was tampered glass and at, at certain point it had to go through some stress test. It had to go through some kind of test to know at what point it would break. At what point it would withhold weight or tension and then it would break. And then science science came up with, with those of us science students, you know what I mean, elasticity limit. You hear things like um, um, the thing tensile strength or something, but it has it had to go through a test. Why? Because the manufacturer needed to determine how what the what the quality of that thing is. Why? Because we say, okay, this is grade A, this is grade B, and we differentiated. Why? Because the material, the quality used to create this one is different from this one. And we said this one will last longer than this. And someone is angry and goes to the market and say, is it not just to receive call and text message? Why is iPhone more expensive? You don't understand. There is a quality that you won't get elsewhere. And someone says, well, all phone has camera. No, some have, some have, some have camera full. Someone is saying, Pastor, what do you mean by that? <laughs> because every manufacturer has a goal in mind. They have something at the back of their mind. When they are designing it, when they are creating it and running it through all kinds of tests. Because they want it to withstand the test of time. So there is a test for the product that is being created. There is a test. So many a times the constituents that make up a thing or how a thing turns out are not the single elements and at other times these elements don't form until during the process of creation. This is what I mean. When you open up a substance and you want to see okay what constitutes this thing what's the makeup what's the fabric what's the fabric and you begin to pull them out most times those things are not in themselves alone but something has happened to them during a mix something has happened to them during a process of creation the process of making it such that they now form a bond then they make the strength just follow me they make the strength so i told us last week i'm gonna tell you go walk you through the story of job and of course the porter's house the porter's house we can see that in jeremiah let's start from there jeremiah chapter 18 and verse 1 Glory to God. It says the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house and there I will cause you to hear my words. Then I went down to the, Jeremiah chapter 18 and verse 1. Then I went down to the potter's house and there he was making something at the wheel. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the porter. And he made it again into another vessel. As it seemed good the porter to make. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying. O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this porter, says the Lord. Look, as 
as the clay is in the potter's hand so are you in my hand o house of israel many a times i have been in certain places and i probably just look at it look at it thin or look at what's going on and then god just brings up a prophecy brings up a word from what is going on so i can understand what jeremiah is saying here he said the word of god came to me he said go to the potter's house and there i will cause you to hear my words so when he got there he saw something was being made at the wheel something was being made so it means that the potter had had an idea had a concept had something in his mind that he wanted to form something he wanted to bring to pass he said and the vessel that he made of clay was mad but it was mad in the hand of the potter so he made it again into another vessel as it seemed good to the potter to make you know when i read scriptures like this i see the love of god i see his unending undying love his love that is without measure without measure without measure when you and i were created god was the one that created us many years ago i was i think i shared this story here before one of my cosmetics came in class one day and said joel do you know what god wants to do with your life and i said how do you mean and then he said that God showed him something and then he said he wasn't going to tell me and i was like if god showed you something about me is bad enough that you're not going to tell me but why did you even tell me in the first place that something has been showed to you about me it's me so why don't you just tell it to me and then he said no he wasn't going to tell me and that i should go pray and i took it literally i went to my room i was staying off campus i went there and i asked my neighbor to shut the door from the from the outside and she locked the door from the outside took the key and i told her i was going to be there for 3 days and that I do not want to be disturbed. She said what's happening? I said I just want to pray. And I had cabin biscuit and I had water. And I was there the first day. And I was there the second day. There were no mobile phones or stuff like that then so there was no distraction. Mobile phones are distractions now. It's <laughs> no distraction. But God told me something. and he showed me something he said i've craven you on the palms of my hands i can never forget he said your walls are continually before me that is the word he spoke to me he spoke the words in my heart so when i go through things i remember is mad in the potter's hand he will make it again so i remember the words so when i say some things at, at times you know we, growing up uh, we, we say things like I, i can never die like a chicken it's a confession but we know what we are saying there is a depth of knowledge inside of us that makes us say those things so when Jeremiah went to the potter's house and saw this thing and the potter was making something 
God was trying to mark something in his mind. That hey listen. Look at what the potter is making. The clay was marred in the hand of the potter. Already. Clay in itself. Is nothing. Unless it's in the hand of the potter that is making something. So for it to be mad, someone hear me. For it to be mad, it means that someone is making you. On your own, when you are down, you are not being made, you are already mad. But they don't see you as mad. They don't see you as scarred. But the moment the potter takes you and then he's making you, that's when people can identify the scar. So when they identify the scar, just know that there is a making coming. Because Jeremiah did not look at the other clay that were not in use. That were just, those ones were mad too. They were not in use. Those ones are even in a worse state. Because they are not in use. But he said, look, the one in the hand of the potter was mad. But he made it again. As it seemed good to the potter. And then the prophecy came for the house of Israel. XYZ, XYZ and XYZ. Let's read what that prophecy said. He said, oh house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter says the Lord? Look, as the clay is in the, in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand. Isn't that just specific? He didn't say, so are you. So are you in my hand. So he's not putting it there that, oh, everybody's clay. Everybody's a child of God. Everybody's saved. Everybody's a believer. No. The ones that are in his hands. The ones that are in his, what? Hands. He said, so are you in my hands? He said, the instant I speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to pluck it to pull down and to destroy it if that nation against whom I have spoken turns from its evil I will relent of the disaster that I thought to bring upon it and the instant I speak concerning a nation concerning a kingdom to build and to plant it if it does evil in my sight so that it does not obey my voice then I will relent concerning the good with which I said I would benefit it that I would benefit it now therefore, speak to the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, saying, Thus says the Lord, Behold, I am fashioning a disaster and devising a plan against you. Return now everyone from his evil way and make your ways and your doings good. So he's telling them and putting them in a position that look, in the hand of God, if you allow me Israel, as the potter to take you even if you are mad you are still in my hand I can make you whatever I intend to make of you so even if you are mad you are still in my hand so I can make it again so Israel was, was thinking that oh look if we are mad we step away from his presence and that's what a lot of people do whenever something goes wrong the next thing is that we want to stop praying. We want to stop having fellowship. We want to stop studying God's word. That's the plan of Satan. That's his plan. Look at what they said. In verse 12. He said, and they said, this is hopeless. Imagine. This is hopeless. So we will walk according to our own plans. And we will everyone obey the dictates of his evil heart. Therefore, thus says the Lord. Ask now among the Gentiles. Who has heard such things? Who has heard such things? And he listed all the things. God's heart. And God's desire of his heart, the craving of his heart. He 
said, all they have stretched out my hand to a rebellious people. <laughs> but guess what? His hand is still stretched out. Why? Because there are certain things you cannot make of yourself than what God will make of you. It's just impossible. You can't. You can't make those things. You can't. Every element that is inside you, they are stronger than what is happening outside you. The elements that make you, the fabric, the things he has crafted you with, they are way stronger than what's happening on the outside. Way stronger. And that leads me to our dear friend, Uncle Job. Very interesting study. Said there was a man, Job chapter 1, in the land of Uz, whose name was Job. And that man was blameless and upright. And one who feared God, he shunned evil. Seven sons and three daughters were born to him. His possessions, 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and a very large household. So that this man was the greatest of all the people of the East. And his sons will go and feast in their houses, each, of, each on his appointed day, and will send and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. Verse 5 says, So it was when the days of feasting had run their course that Job would send and sanctify them and he would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus Job did regularly. And then we know the story. And then came Satan. And the Lord asked him, in verse 7, From where do you come? So Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth, and from walking back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God, and shuns evil. What could Job have done to averted this that was coming to him? What could he have done? In fact, he did everything to avert such things. Because religion basically would tell us that, okay, if you are good, good things will come to you. So don't do no evil, don't say no evil, don't see no evil, and then your path will just be straight. But this was exactly Job's position. Nothing. He doesn't offend his village people. His village people doesn't offend him. He doesn't. But God was the one who said to the troublemaker, Have you tested my product? The one that knows the product is Boston. Have you tested the product? Every manufacturer, I've seen, I, I, I watched um, um, a, 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 an advert on Apple Series 5 um, smartwatch that came out. And then they dipped the thing in water to, to tell us that it is waterproof. How will we know 
unless it is tested. Is someone following me? How would we know unless it is tested? How would we know the substance you are made of unless the test comes to you? So if God can boast of Job, that is not the new creation that you and I are. And said, have you considered him? And Satan said, ah, look, it's because your hand is all around him. So you've made a hedge around him, around his household, and around all that he has on every side. You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. Say, but now stretch out your hand and touch all he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. Even at that, the Lord said, All that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. And that was the end of the conversation. Life went on as usual. That day, you normal day, you go to work. And that's the day you jump keke, motorbike, and granotella at the same time. No, and add one to it. Excella. At the same time. That day. You sat down wondering what's going on. Maybe I didn't pray enough. You don't understand. Job was a perfect man. An upright man. Maybe I didn't fast enough. Maybe I didn't give enough. Job gave sacrifices. One after the other. 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 Everything. Everything. Began crumbling down. And this was what Job did that struck me. I didn't see it until now. When I was studying this, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. It started from verse 3. It said, After this, Job opened his mouth and cursed the day of his birth. And honestly, I began to read from chapter 3. Trying to find out what Job did about the situation. Nothing. Went on to chapter 3, read. He cursed the day of his birth. I said, what's going on? Went to chapter 4, what's going on? His Eliphaz came up. And then began his own talk. Went on to chapter 5. That's how I was reading. I was, what's going on? What's going on? And then this one spoke and said all things. Then Job would answer this one. And then this one would come again and say all sorts. And Job would answer and reply. And they kept talking and talking. And he kept replying them. And in my mind, I was waiting for a recreated Job to arise. I didn't see one. I was waiting for a job that knows who he is in Christ Jesus. I didn't see one. I didn't see one. You can check it yourself. All through. Even all his friends that answered him and spoke different things. All of them. I didn't see one. Not one. Not one. All the answer Job gave to them. Look at verse 9. Look at his answer. He said, truly. Then Job answered and said, truly I know this is so. But how can a man be righteous before God? So he was even, you know, contesting his righteousness before God. 
contest. He said, look, I've done everything to please him. I've done everything to please him. If one wished to contend with him, he could not answer him one time out of a thousand. God is wise in heart and mighty in strength. Who has hardened himself against him and prospered? So he's saying, even if I choose to go against him, I can't. So he has chosen to do what he wants to do because of who he is. Because of who he is. And every one of them kept talking. Honestly, I was looking. I was looking. The way I'm flipping through my Bible right now, during my study, I was shaking my head. I said, this can't be possible. A complete 42 chapters. They were saying bladderdash. Well, they spoke for up of the chapter 37. 37. I won't go into all they said. It's the answer that God gave him that I'll dwell on tonight. Look at verse 38. Said, then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Who is this? Who darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Now prepare yourself like a man. I will question you, and you shall answer me. Listen to the Almighty God. His first question Where were you when I laid the foundations? When God has a purpose in his mind for you, nothing can change it. He said, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Where were you? So, where, where, so you know how I felt when God told me, I have craven you on the palms of my hands and that your walls are continually before me. I knew it was a word that had power. Not to take it lightly. I knew it was the word of a king talking to me, telling me that there's nothing. I, I believe that I'm indestructible. I don't know why. I don't know where I got it from. I just believe that I'm indestructible. On Sunday, you had to drive me home. But I was just laughing. Why? Because my body was misbehaving, but my mind and my spirit was as active as sharp as any other thing. I was laughing at the body. I said, when you are done, you will leave me alone. of the consciousness of who I am in Christ Jesus. When people say um, the fact that you have symptoms of sickness in your body doesn't actually mean you are sick. You don't get it. <laughs> Let me not go into that theology. <laughs> Let me not go there. Because the way I deal with my own it's on another level. So he said, tell me, if you have understanding, who determined its measurement? He said, surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? To what were its foundations fastened? Or who laid its cornerstone? When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Or who shot in the sea with doors? When it burst forth and issued from the womb. When I made the cloud its garment and thick darkness its swaddling band. When I fixed my limit for it and set bars and doors. And God asked him these questions.
the wisdom that he had started from verse 40 when he started he started hearing sorry from verse 42 when he started hearing and God was speaking to him all through in verse 41 then Job verse 42 then Job answered the Lord and said I know that you can do everything he's now humbled he said now I know you can do everything and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you so when the potter sets out on a thing even if it is mad it's in the hand of the potter it's in his hand he can make it again he can make it again even if it is mad it's in his hands say no purpose can be withheld from you he says you asked who is this who hides counsel without knowledge therefore I have uttered what I did not understand <laughs> true confession say ah well like true true I didn't understand it that time I didn't understand it. things too wonderful for me which I did not know In other words, he was saying, God, that's small picking they do me that time. He said, listen, please, and let me speak. You said, I will question you and you shall answer me. He said, I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes see you. I've heard of you by the hearing of the ears, but now my eyes see you. Now I've come to a revelation of Jesus. I've come to a point where I see beyond myself and I see you. And I'm no longer seeing myself, but I'm seeing the recreated me. I've heard about you. I've heard of you, but now my eyes are seeing you. So the day we realize we've been recreated for a greatness and a world beyond our own, from that day we begin to live. And then we will love not our lives unto death. So when you read scriptures like they love not their lives unto death, you understand what they mean. You understand what they mean. Before the Holy Ghost came, small persecution, they ran away. But when the Holy Ghost came, their lives didn't matter to them anymore. They've seen a new being. They've seen a new perspective. They've had an, a fresh encounter. They've encountered Jesus afresh. They've seen him anew. You know, when you, do you know why I was speaking with a soldier and asking him that why uh, I was on a journey to Calabar. So I, I, I picked him up on the way and we were talking and I said, why does it appear that our army is being defeated by Boko Haram? He said, those guys are not afraid to die you. Not like they say, but they are not afraid to die. They are not afraid to die. But these other guys are afraid to die. So that's why they seem that they are being defeated. So as a believer, when you get to a place where you realize, my, that's what happened to Saul. My life is no longer mine. He 
recognized that he's been recreated. He doesn't have his life anymore. You can't kill what's already dead. So the challenges of life don't trouble him. And he can make bold statements like our light affliction are for the moment. He can make bold statements and declare certain things and say for me to die. Come on, think about it. Think about it. That's what Job experienced at the end. He said, I've heard of you before, but now I have seen you. I have seen you. When he got to that point, the Bible said his latter end was greater than his beginning. Whatever you are afraid to step into, whatever you are afraid to step into, the moment you come to the revelation of who you are in Christ Jesus and you fear it not, your latter end will be greater. It will be greater. Think about it. That thing you thought was going to kill you and you say, let's go. If we die, we die. Check all through scripture. Ruth and Naomi, I perish, I perish. Did she perish? What are we saying? You are a new creation. Changed, transformed, recreated. Brand new. Unkillable, undiable. Even in death, we are victorious. Even in death. Even in death. That's why Paul would say, what can separate us from the love of God? What, what is the thing? When you get to that point, death will not be lost. It will be gained. Living will not be for yourself. It will be for purpose. Because you realize that, hey, I have been recreated. It's no longer I that live. It's Christ that lives in me. The life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's the blood running in my veins. I was watching TBN someday. I think it was It's Supernatural by What's this guy's name? It's Supernatural. I can't remember his name now. He brought this guy on air. He's a pastor. He had cancer. Of the skin. Some part of his face was falling off. You could, you could see it literally. It was falling off. And then he was talking and saying that that's his body. But his spirit and his mind is intact. I said that's one who knows God. God does not have to heal him. God takes greater glory. When people pray for miracles sometimes, I wonder the kind of miracles they're praying for. I don't understand. You come and say, Pastor, mm, what's the miracle? They say, eh, I don't have a hand. I want God to give me a hand. I won't pray for you. I'll say, may God not give you that hand and may you with one hand rule the world. That is a greater miracle. Hand doesn't do anything. It's here we need it. If he does anything, ask Stevie Wonder. Ask him. Ask Kobams. If Kobams come here now, many of you will lobby to be his driver. But he's partially blind. He will gladly pay you. You will gladly receive it. But you have eyes. So who is blind among the two of you now? Who is blind? So sometimes it's overrated. How am I saying miracles are bad? No. Miracles are great and awesome. But listen. There is a new dimension. There is a new level. There is a new calling. There is a new place of influence. So those that have been recreated should wake up to that recreated status. And live life with the 
consciousness of who they are in Christ Jesus, regardless of the physical limitation. That's why I started by saying the body is a dimension, the soul is a dimension, the spirit is another is another dimension. In those three dimensions, you can perform anything. You can perform anything. Ray Charles, you know Ray Charles. How many of you know Ray Charles? Blind. Musical legend. With your eyes, your hand, your leg, and everything. What legend are you legending? When I think about these things, it challenges me. So I, I feel that sometimes some things are overrated. Just overrated. So we camp there and stay there and think that unless we get the miracles, we can't move forward. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. At the time when miracles were everywhere and miracles was the big deal. At that time, there, were no, there was no technology anywhere that would give you space. There was no technology. Nothing would give you space. No crutches, nothing. No wheelchair. Nothing will give you space. Now, somebody who is lame can use his hand, sit in his room, be writing codes, and be making millions. And be controlling a lot of things. So when we say we've been recreated, we've not been recreated to just join the bandwagon. No. We've been recreated so Christ can find full expression in us. So without the limitations of the everyday things that we face, that in spite of these things, we excel. In spite of these things, we move. In spite of these things, we have dominion. me a whole lot a whole lot I want to see a generation of people being raised such that if you come to me and say pastor sorry I won't be in church for the next one month I would like to see your flight itinerary how you are moving from here to South Sudan to go and build 30 wells and then from South Sudan you are going to UN to have a summit to discuss sustainable governance and from there you have a, a breakfast meeting with Trump in um, Washington. That's how your itinerary should be. And you are a believer. That is it. So the church so when I ask, ah, where is this person? They didn't show up in church. I say, what happened? Is feeling somehow. I don't talk about it again. No, no, it's, it's a waste of my time. No. Because when you come, you get equipped, you get empowered, so that when you go out there, you find expression with the grace that is being released inside of you. That's how it's supposed to be. That's how it's supposed to be. Why? We've been recreated. We're no longer who we used to be. We have a better platform, a better covenant, a better arrangement now. Things are better than Job. If God could boast about Job, what about you? So the little challenges we're facing at work, the little challenges we're facing around, and God is saying, look, it's the test of the substance, the essence of what I used to create you. So it's not going to kill you. So I understood when he said to me that I've craven you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. That's why I know that there's nothing I go through that I can't come out. I've been recreated. I've been changed. The substance and the elements that make me are so strong that I can't die. I just can't. I can't just fizzle away. I can't become irrelevant. No. I cannot. 
become irrelevant. Because there's a substance in me that, is, that has created me and made me and fashioned me and formed me in such a way when I wake up at night I'm thinking what's the next expression of grace I wake up at night I'm thinking what's the next blessing that's supposed to come out of me to be a blessing to another person I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking when I'm praying I'm, it's not Lord give us our daily bread no that's what they need then that's not what they need now Christ in you the hope of glory that's what we need now so when they see us, they see Jesus. Nobody needs to go look for Jesus anywhere anymore. No. They've seen you. When Jesus came, what did he say? He said, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. When they see you, who have they seen? Who have they seen? That's what happened to the end of Job. I looked through, I searched back and forth from chapter 1 down. I said, what's going on? I can't find anything until I got to 42. And verse 5. said, I've heard of you by the hearing of the ear. I said, but now my eye sees you. That's where I want us to go. Our eyes see him. We see him. You lose everything about self. Everything about you is gone. You see him. If I have, I have. If I don't have, I don't have. He said, there is none who has left. Father, mother, houses, land. For my sake. That will not end this life. So why should I be chasing the end? There is a purpose beyond me that is the reason for my recreation. Stand to your feet. The day we realize that we've been recreated for a greatness and a world beyond our own, from that day, we will begin to leave. You will begin to leave. You will begin to leave. All Job and his friends ever talked and spoke about was how they were living their life. How that when he would walk, honey would be dripping and stuff, all kinds of things. I was like, really? Is that the essence? Is that the essence? There is a fabric wired in your design that is indestructible. Wired inside of you that cannot be destroyed. Cannot. So when I know that I'm very conscious of the words I say, I know that because I'm, and, and then I'm conscious of the words I say, the things I think about, the expectations I have, I'm very conscious of it. Why? Because I know. Jesus told them, he said, don't you know the kind of spirit that you carry? He said, no, let's do it like Elijah and call down fire. I said, no, you don't understand. It's a new era. It's a new season. A new breed of people. Say, Pastor, how do I walk in this thing? How do I walk in it? How do I walk in it? How do I walk in it? Honestly, the first thing is to just desire it. I don't have a formula for it. I can't give you two formulas, three formulas. No. It was just a desire. It was just a desire I had many years ago. Just a desire. And I shut myself in that room. And I said, God, what's going on? Why am I here? Why am I here? If the reason I got saved was to go to heaven and then that's it, I should have just died 30 seconds after I got saved. It saved me all the trouble. I mean, it just saved me all the trouble. 
world beyond you. So every day you are being stretched. Every day you are being tested. Every day you are being pulled. You are being pulled from every corner. And that, that tensile strength, that, that material, that fabric in which he has made you is being stretched to the limit. And God is boasting about you. Boasting about with the challenges that come every day. Boasting about you. Boasting about you. Boasting about you. Because he knows that you've been recreated. And that this product, he says it's not like the first Adam. No. I say it's not like this one. This is the last Adam. So we're no longer after the image of the first Adam. We're now after the image of the last Adam. Lift your hands to heaven. Whatever your heart connects you with God tonight, and wherever God has ministered to your heart, just talk to Him. start by saying but God I'm relevant now you can't talk to God like that you don't have to start by saying my father my lord I've now come to tell you no you can start by saying God but I'm relevant now my life makes sense it makes meaning I have grace on my inside I have depth on my inside Deep inside of me is calling for deep. Jesus didn't bother himself looking for many people. He just found 12 people and poured them, poured into them, poured into them, showed them himself. And the 12 people turned the world right side up. Right side up. He doesn't need much people. No, 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 no. And don't let it go. Don't let go of that desire. Hold on to it. Hold on to it. The new you will emerge. The new you will show up. And just like Job, you will say, Oh, I used to hear about him. But now I have seen him. Now I have encountered him. Now there is a different me. A new me has emerged. I have been recreated. And then you stand in that knowledge. Stand in that understanding. You step out to a world and then you dominate. And then you rule and you reign. And you take over the space. You take over the industry. You, you take over everywhere you go. By Christ Jesus. So you understand scriptures that say things like, By my God, I can run through a troop. By my God, I can leap over a wall. Why? It's not because of me. It's because there is a world beyond me. I'm just a vessel in the hand of the potter making me for what he wants me to do. Making me for his purpose. And that purpose is beyond me. Way, way, way beyond me. Way beyond me. That's a new creation. That's a new creation. Your mind changes. Your perspective changes. Your reasoning changes. Everything around you does not have to change. But you have to change. You have to change. It has nothing to do with your nation, Nigeria. It has nothing to do with the United States. It has nothing. We are all on the same earth. There is nobody outside there. It's still the same earth. There is nobody outside there. You change. Lift your hands to heaven. Precious Jesus. Just change us. That's what we ask. Just change us. Just change us into you. Not into ourselves. We don't want to be found. We don't want to be found. Just change us into you. That's all we want. That's all we want. That's all our heart cry tonight. Just change us into you.
You don't need a crowd. You just need one heart that desires this. Just change us into you, Father. That's all we ask. That's all we ask. Lift your hands to Him. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.